No matter the industry, leaders need to hold these things dear. Who we serve, how we serve, why we serve. This is People Process Service, a Frontline Source Group podcast. All right. Cool. Well, I'll just get it started. We'll dive in and it'll be organic. We'll have a good time. Feel good? You say that we're going to have a good time. <laughs> Still under, I, under debate. Look, it's been two and a half years. Yep. Let's just start. <laughs> we're riding a bike. It's been right. two and a half years yep. since we were able to sit down. The last time we sat down, I had this, a conversation. Yep. So, first, great to see you. And I wouldn't do this again without you. <laughs> so, I mean, the wonderful part about having these, these podcasts and, and informational uh, interviews that we've all been listening to over the last two and a half years through these ups and downs of everything is it's a lot about nothing sometimes. Absolutely. And then as you sit down, you pull out all these different pieces that are so cool. So I'm excited to get back into this. I'm really excited, Tyler, that you're going to be joining us. And, and so today we have two additional guests that, that are joining in with us. Yeah. Today we are thrilled to have on the podcast David Sarami and Mike Cook. Hello. Hello. Guys, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. How do you feel about doing a podcast just before we dive into anything else, <laughs> you know? Oh, it's exciting. <laughs> Nerve-wracking a little bit, just the unknown and knowing that they're recording this. There's something There's something weird that happens when the red light goes on. It, a little bit. Yeah. A little you bit. Know, years ago, we did a radio show on KRLD yeah. back in eight, 2008, 2009, and we had Dave on one time. And I'll never forget how scared he was. Going on Absolutely. the radio. <laughs> I don't even f- remember what we talked about. We were finished, and I'm like, what did I say? Yeah. I don't even know what I said. The, you were only concerned that you were going to drop the F-bomb yeah, anywhere well, during the whole conversation. We I can said, no, 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 edit it's fine. it out of this. Yeah. So, yeah. This is better, because if you want to drop it, go ahead. It's okay. Yeah, we can edit it out or bleep we're, it we'll out. We'll leave it in. We'll just leave it in. It's a different time. I survived being on television in a red polyester store director <laughs> jacket. So uh, there's, there's nothing to this. Well, there may, right. you know, it sounds really creepy when you say it like that. <laughs> people don't know. But you were, so, so Mike comes from the grocery background, grocery industry, and was a man at store manager. And one of those, one of the items in the, the, of your attire every day was this red polyester jacket. Absolutely. And I know you miss it. Absolutely. Yeah, wait, you had, to, you had to earn it. was an that. honor to yes. receive and a pleasure to give away. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that like wasn't your green jet, like Masters? It wasn't. It, it, same level, yes. Okay, but yes. But not the same color. <laughs> yeah. And you were happy to give it back. Absolutely. That's right. So Dave comes from the legal, has more of a legal background, whereas Mike comes from the, the retail side of things. But really, the podcast, you know, has always focused on people, process, and service, right? And we have to start, like we do with every podcast, but in this podcast especially, we start off with the people aspect of this because these are relationships that go back decades at this point, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's funny how people come together over time. Mm-hmm. So Dave and I started, uh, I started in the staffing industry in, at Robert Half International and met Dave there. And in 20 years, we've built that relationship and friendship and partnership and been through ups and downs together and recessions and pandemics and so many different things over that time. And it really goes back to focus on about the people. Mm-hmm. And so today, having him in here, there, there's really that reason behind it because it is about the people around you over those years. And so many times during our podcast before we discussed 
the people around you that make you successful or help you or pick you up, or maybe who suck the life out of you and you had to get away from whatever it may be. But it's always been about the people. And right. so Dave and, and the story for Dave, I think, is very interesting because when you talk about and look at the people that are around you, I'm a different person because of knowing Dave. Sure. And, and, and that, to me, today, to work with him and to be together like this it is fantastic. Now, the, the other side with Mike is uh, really fantastic also, but scary because we go back to being 17, 16, 17, 18 years old and sacking groceries at a grocery store. And, and you have a history that started at that point that many years ago. I, I left and, and Mike... Uh, I drank the Kool-Aid and stayed <laughs> for 36 years. Had to get that red polyester jacket. Uh, he did. Yeah, he yeah. wanted to. I just was more into that, you know, Miami Vice looking <laughs> kind of view back then. We need to get like some 17 <clears throat> year old Bill Casco stories at some point, but that might be its own yeah, separate, I had a lot, a lot, a lot more yeah. hair. I had a lot more yeah. hair. <laughs> There's some when good I ones. joined the company, I had to sign documentation that those would not be brought <laughs> oh, Okay. I'm sorry. NDA has already been Absolutely. signed. Like, but Bill, of it's, course. it's interesting yeah. how 35 years later, Mm-hmm. That relationship is still there. I, I feel like we never missed a beat. Yeah, and and I know today we're so lucky to have him to be a part of our organization. But I'm also very lucky to have him as a friend. And it's mm-hmm. not just it's these people you meet in the past, and when they come back, it's very interesting when you look at the the way it was then to the way it is now, and and what a difference it makes. But also, there are a lot of things that I for, I've forgotten over the years. And when we've told some great stories and had some great laughs about things, but we've also been able to share a lot of memories and share a lot of common common areas that today make a difference to us both both in our professional life along with our our personal life. And so hmm. having Mike involved in, in his story about where he has gone and, and those those three pillars, not just the people, but the process and the service and what you've ended up at, I think are really incredible stories. And I think that as we go forward, with the podcast and start bringing in the guests and people that they know, like we've done in the past. Yeah, they're so interesting when you start talking about things that have that we're not talking about employment or what we do, but it's the people that helped us to get to where we're at or that we surround ourselves with mm-hmm. every day that really make a difference. And that's been that to me was what was so much fun, and I've missed that over the last two and a half years. Yeah, I have as well. And you know, one of the things that I've thought a lot about recently is that idea of community and building community being such an important thing, whether it's the people that you work with or the people that you associate with outside of work and that sort of thing. We're kind of blending those worlds here together, but the importance of community in our lives and in our work and in everything we do, I think is uh, is something that was really driven home to me over the last two and a half years, I think, just as all of a sudden it became harder and it wasn't just as baked in as it always had been in my life to actually have to go and seek those sorts of things out. It now feels good to kind of be in a room together and to kind of feel that community aspect that you have when you sit down and have conversations like well, this. Well, I've thought about three years ago discussing the people process service mm-hmm. and, and people going, huh, uh, and then now today when we have discussions or talk about it, people are like, whoa, that really makes sense. It, yeah. It's as if over the last two and a half years, we went back to look at the way we live our life. How do we go day by day? What are we giving back? What are we doing? It, so much has changed that, to me, this has really become a, a focal point of a conversation that I think is going to be very well taken as we go forward. And, and having these two gentlemen join us 
is going to add a lot because of the people they know and the people they're going to be able to bring mm. for us to have a discussion. And, and I really think raise the bar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think this is going to uh, certainly elevate future episodes for sure. So, D- Dave, let's talk about people from, from your perspective. When we say people process service and we focus on that initial people aspect, what does that mean to you? Well, you know, and knowing Bill and Shelly, who was one of the first people Bill hired, I've always kind of known them from, you know, afar, mm-hmm. as they say. You know, we are in the same line of business. We are competitors to an extent. His business model was totally different than mine, but I always admired what he was doing, and I always liked him. And when I was even at Robert Half, I remember, and all these people that were in, in the building, uh, when I met Bill, I saw that he approached the business the same way I did. He cared. Mm-hmm. He cared about both sides of the business, from the client perspective and from the candidate perspective, which... <laughs> Not everyone always does. They tend to lean towards where's the money coming from. Right. And to be honest with you, the the client, I mean, the, uh, Robert Half, they kind of they kind of value the client more. Hmm. So when I would have uh, jobs or clients that had an IT need, which is what Bill specialized in, I knew he approached the business the same way. His customer service skills, just just from start to finish, with both the candidate side and the client side. So over the years, he's always kept that. He's always, that's been one of the first things he instituted when he would hire somebody, uh, the people. And he, he made sure that their customer service was to the nth degree. And I think that's one of the reasons why Mike fits in so well, because coming from the background he does in the grocery business, and you have to have great customer service skills. That's right. I mean, period. You have to. Otherwise, I mean, the stories that he tells me, all of them are based around customer service and getting to know your, your clients. Mm-hmm and getting to know them personally and developing a relationship with them. So when I decided to, you know, Bill had been talking to me for a long time about doing something with Frontline, and I had some things going on. I wasn't happy with what I was doing, running my own business. And by that time, I had scaled it back to really it was just me. I was miserable. (laughs) And he completely sensed it. He was trying to throw me, I mean, he had thrown me like 40 life, you know, preservers out there, and I was just not smart enough to see them. And then finally, uh, he said, just come talk to me. So uh, I went and talked to him, and uh, it just made sense. And I got to re- you know talk with Sherry and Shelly again and, and some of the people I had met previously over the years. And, man, it just felt good, right. if that makes sense. It just felt good being in there with everybody from a, for a lot of reasons. And more probably for me at the time, it was more personal why I just needed to be part of something. And it... it, it to this day, like I said, it's, he threw me a life preserver, Yeah, and I love it. I mean, I, I keep telling him I, I'm having so much fun. It's ridiculous doing what I do, and it's a large part of it is for, from the people. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Mike at all, but uh, he's got a lot of similarities in, to Bill and I and to Shelly and Sherry and everybody and how they treat people and just as a person. So I resonated with all of them, and it, it is very much communal to a degree, and uh, that's what kind of makes Frontline so great, yeah. in my opinion. Um, that's why I come there every day. I mean, he, he, he gives us the autonomy. We can work from home and do this and that, but it's, I, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. And it, 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 it fills my cup, as my wife always says. It fills that part of me up, and I need it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So I keep doing it. I love it. Yeah. It's fantastic to hear. Thank you. Mike, talk to us about the same thing. You know, the... the Grocery business is a people business. They just happen to sell food. Yes. And I was so used to the, the people side of of the business world, mm-hmm. you know, and 
Bill came to me after all these years and, and talked to me about this opportunity. It's in the height of COVID. And I thought, you know, why not? So Bill allowed me to come spend the day or half a day and ended up being almost the whole day uh, at Frontline. And, and I got to see a, a family in this environment, in this office. Everything that I had heard of, of a staffing agency, you know, could be very competitive. Everybody celebrates each other's victories. You know, there's not one person that's on an island. You're there. You're a family. Uh, we, we have our highs and, and the lows. We come together and figure out a resolution. And, and to me, starting over after 36 years in a, in a brand new career, <laughs> mm-hmm. I need that. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate Bill and David and, and, and Shelly and the whole team for, you know, giving time in a, in a very fast-paced business to me. Uh, you know, I, I never feel that I am an inconvenience or um, a burden. You know, it, it's part of it. And, and that people side, you know, is, is critical. And, and Bill taught me, you know, back when we were young, about the service piece and, and Bill and I were assistant store managers together and, and I was the junior and I looked up to Bill mm-hmm. and I watched how he interacted with people and his work ethic and like I said when, when he came to me and we visited about this opportunity the easy answer would have been let me think about it no I don't, I don't know it's too risky but I believed in Bill mm-hmm. then. I believe in him now. Everything that that he his values then have carried over into his leadership style, and it's been one heck of a ride so far. I love you. When, when you think about it's very kind, and <laughs> you're not getting a raise. When, when you think back about the people that you were around, mm-hmm. and and when you and I've had this conversation, one of our one of our I, I call him a mentor. And I was in the grocery business for like eight years. So I think it was, I mean, it was eight years. And, and they were wonderful to me. And we had a mentor that stood out to both of us. Absolutely. And his name was Ronnie Horton. And he was the, at the time I was there, the district manager. And we worked for Berkshire Grocery Company out of Tyler, Texas. Mm-hmm. And he really took me under his wing. And, and I feel today, there have been many times when when things will come up or I'm somewhere presenting or, or meeting with people, whatever it may be, that something will, it just resonates still going back to that day of do it this way, make sure you don't forget this, do that. And, and, and Mr. Horton had passed away a few years ago. It's actually, now I'm thinking about it, it's almost 20 years ago. And so when Mike and I reconnected, that was something that we both had in common that both meant so much to us. He meant, he meant a, a just unbelievable amount that Mike suggested we do something in memory. No one had ever done anything. This guy had been with this company for years and years. No one had ever done anything in his memory. Yet the, the man had such an impact. So Mike's going through uh, ideas. We're talking about things. And we're a member of a, the National Grocer Association. And we find out that they have a scholarship program. And I am not going to say it took 10 seconds if it took only three before Mike said a couple words out of his mouth about a scholarship deal they had, and I said, done. And, 
and, and we created the Ronnie Horton Legacy Scholarship, Legacy Scholarship that we do to give away to uh, young people in the grocery industry to help pay for college every year. Hmm. And in his name. And it wasn't somebody telling us to do it. There wasn't anybody breathing down our neck and begging for money from us. It was something that we were both compelled to do because of the, a, a person, a, the people that got us to where we were. And to me, that is something that we, we haven't even really promoted that in the way that we probably should. Uh, in fact, we've probably downplayed it more than anything. We've just written the check and made sure people are taken care of. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget going to have lunch uh, with Nancy Horton and, and Matt, the son and, and, and his, Mr. Horton's wife, and, and telling them what we wanted to do. And that was the moment that we knew, I knew, that this was, this was a match. Mm-hmm. Because they were beyond belief thrilled, number one. But then when we heard the stories from them about how much he cared, but never really told us, because <laughs> uh, he's usually yelling at us for something. Yeah, he yeah. was so hard on us, that it really moved us which goes back to that people part of it. And, and that is where you forget. You forget those little things in the past. And, and one of the things we've tried to do, both with the grocery side, both with, with Dave and some, some things that we do with Dave's family, is to, not, to make sure we don't forget about that. Yeah. And it's not asking anybody to ever, I don't want anybody to tell us thank you. It's not, we're, we're never asking for that. It's because it had an impact on us. And that's what... I think through COVID that we've all been through, especially, that we re- really looked inside to recognize we don't say thank you enough. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't tell those people in our life, thank you enough. And we're not looking for that, but we recognize we don't t- say it enough. And, and that's something to me that's been really interesting to kind of go through. Well, and it's also interesting hearing y'all tell this story, just the idea that this man had such an impact on the two of you, and it's probably why you guys are here in this room at the same time together, right? Is that relationship, the foundation of that relationship that was built during that time. And it's always just interesting to think about the different threads that kind of run through our lives that connect us to different people and then change us as people and change the opportunities that you have and and all of those sorts of things. I I always find that fascinating and sometimes downplay in my own mind the impact that we can have on one another and how you know, simple acts of, of kindness or thankfulness and you know, just different things like that really do change the course of not just our lives, but the lives of plenty of other people. Because now anybody impacted by the relationship that you guys have in this room, you know, can trace it back to Ronnie Horton, which is incredible, right? One of the, the great aspects of this whole venture was learning how much he touched individuals so many more than we knew. Mm-hmm. He was not one to be boastful. And in fact, he was from East Texas and, and very short in his uh, messages to you. But, you know, <laughs> one of which was, you know, to do right is not always easy. Mm-hmm. I think he said it ain't easy. But but nonetheless, you know, it was it was the simple messages. But as we went through this process and we're, we're speaking with people, you know, well, Mr. Horton helped me with this or Mr. Horton was instrumental in this and and. It just it, it really revitalized his name, his legacy in a time like Bill said, you know, twenty years since uh, his passing. So that was that was wonderful. Hmm. Bill, one other thing that that came out during Mike's story and kind of what he was talking about was that you brought him in height of the pandemic. You know more about the hiring industry than than I do and what was going on during that time. But 
That was good times. In my in my <laughs> mind, I'm thinking Bill is one of like five people in America actually hiring people during the pandemic, yeah, right? Like, yeah, we did. What and were you doing? It, well, we we were we were sticking to our plan, as it says on our wall, and uh, that you know, our company was built on the idea of the Costanza theory. That it's the the George Costanza from Seinfeld that we do the mm-hmm. exact opposite. <laughs> and what a better time than to to actually roll out what we wanted to roll forward with, and and. Part of that really started with bringing Dave on board. Mm-hmm. And when Dave came and joined us, you know, the, the idea and thought behind that, again, goes back to when, when I started in the industry, I, I knew absolutely nothing about it. But I, I had the core, and now looking back, I had the core fundamentals that were instilled. And it, and it was. I, I knew it was about the people. I had to have a process of how I was going to run working in this business and I had to give a service. Well, I knew I understood the people part. Mm-hmm. I was 100% sure of that. I wasn't concerned about that. I knew how to give the service. That, that That's okay. I mean, it's going to be a little different, but I got it. I didn't understand the freaking process at all because I didn't even understand what really a recruiter was. And and I remember that in, in the in the location and the, or the company we were with, they were very segmented in, in the different lines of business that you were selling. Mm-hmm. And it was almost as if at that time, which may be different now as a disclaimer, I don't know, that they fought against each other. Yeah. And if you could figure out how to do something for one of the other industry lines of business, but maybe not tell them, um, we don't like that, and I'm doing that in quotes, but uh, hey, it's, you're billing it out, we don't really care. And, and I always felt like that was just wrong to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And Dave had the same feeling. Very dog eat dog. It was. It yeah, was, man. They were pit bulls, actually. It was they brutal. were bad. There was we, no communal, excuse me, very little communal community. Very. We found each other. Mm-hmm. It, it, was a, it was a vast sea of, of, of not, no. <laughs> not good. You easily would be lost. Yes. And I, and I was lucky enough to, to be able to, to, to find him or to have that relationship that was starting. Yeah, a few of us. Yeah, we had a few, mm-hmm. a group yeah. that understood. And, 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 really allowed me to explore working with his clients and that trust was built. Well, that was that, that people part. Yeah. I had to understand the process. I had to understand how they operated, but we were able to build that rapport. And I mean, we've got, we've got great stories, stories I can't ever tell again. Well, I knew he wasn't going to damage my relationship with my client right. because of, of that dog eat dog. I mean, they would go there and I had some in other lines of business, non-IT, they would scorch to earth my client. Mm-hmm. And then my client would call me and like, Dude, yeah. what, what are you doing? Who is who is this guy? Yeah. And why did you send him my way? So I quickly learned I had to go be pretty selective. And when I remember meeting him, I was like, God, he's normal. He's just a normal guy. You know, he's funny. He knew what he was talking about. You know, I knew that my clients, knowing my clients, I knew they were going to instantly like him. And in our business, you know, with any sales business, if they like you, you're in. You know, mm-hmm. as long as you can provide what, what you say you're going to do. And he did. And they loved him. And I think he did pretty well with some of them. Oh, yeah, it was, we, did, we did well. But, did pretty well. But that was part of was. The, the, the people part. It was, absolutely. And, and then when you look at the, the individuals that we met during that time, and so many incredible, and I, we brought this up not too long ago, that there were a group of us that all started really about the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and still a handful that have become extremely successful. I mean, just one little group, one little office. As one is like the president of a publicly traded agency. Hey, now. Yeah, 
I, he started the same day I started. Apparently, I should have been right behind him walking <laughs> in there. I didn't. Another one, she is a like senior, senior vice president mm-hmm. of a very large public, which I mean, really high up mm-hmm. in her role. Billions and billions of dollar company. Fantastic. And all very normal people yeah. who all approach their business just like us. We all got along. And it, it is pretty impressive. And we started listing them one day. And he's like, what about so-and-so? And I was like, God, I forgot about her. And then, you know, uh, even Eric Peters with his Tabasco tie yeah. that we all made fun of for so long. And he, they're just doing well. And it's funny of, of our group to, to see. I think it's, there's an obvious connection of, yeah. of why they were so successful. Yeah. Uh, it lends itself, like you said, to the people process service. It's just something you don't think about. Uh-uh. You've been listening to part one of a two-part series here on people process service. Join us on the next episode as we continue this conversation. You've been listening to People Process Service, a Frontline Source Group podcast. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you like to get your podcasts. For more information, visit FrontlineSourceGroup.com. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.